It's not preaching. We're talking about God's word, but we're having a conversation. Get them saved. So the question I have is, why is it so bad to be a Christian? Jesus says, okay, Peter, who do you say that I am? You are the Messiah, you know, the son of the living God. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Life is a Weirdo podcast, the finest 30 minutes in Christian podcasting entertainment. Here for your pleasure. Glad you're joining us. My name is Cody Dunaway, and I'm joined with the one, the only, Joshua Scott Sanders. Josh, say hello to everybody. What's up, everybody? How's that for high energy, baby? I like it. Thank you. It literally took everything I got. I'm completely out. I can't even function for the rest. Of it. Take it away. Take it away. I wonder why you're breathing so hard. Overweight, you know, uh, medically obese, um, out of shape. You're not medically obese. They would categorize me as obese, I'm sure. No. <laughs> I think so. I'm serious. I'm pretty positive. I think I'm supposed to be like 170, and I'm not even going to talk about how much over that I am. 230? 250? Okay, let's not get carried away. Oh, okay. Anyway, Josh, hey, man, how's your day? I've been good. It's good. Awesome. Got off at a decent time. Thank God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Well, good deal. That way you could uh, go from your job to your passion, podcasting. Yeah. Good deal, man. Well. Uh, we got a good show today. Uh, we uh-huh. got a. Huh? Well, we, he says it's a good show. It's his topic, so we'll see. Which, by default, that means it's a good show. Yeah, and yeah of course. Our topic is. Uh, a timeout. Well, I, I was actually not going to go straight into it. I was going <laughs> to add some more expen- uh, suspense oh, to okay. the. Uh, yeah, some more mystery. Here's the thing. We've been talking a little Please bit about cultural that's, that's cultural say. situations and. and, and um, We've even somewhat kissed the political spirit, and we've kept it all biblical and talked about different things that are going on, but I'm excited that we're going to literally take it all back to the Bible Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. because we're going to be talking about the topic of what is the image of God? Like, what does it mean? No, dude, I forgot the topic of the day is, then you do your little music. I literally forgot the the melody of it. Well, let's make it up. Okay. Well, how did it go? I have no idea. <laughs> it was good though. I'm yeah. gonna make that. Yeah. I'm gonna make some music for it. And we have a special guest that. here. If you hear her, it is my daughter. So she's in studio. Sophia, say hey everybody. Unless you won't do it. No. Um. Josh, what yeah. is the image of God? What's your first thoughts, man? My first thoughts? <laughs> really? You don't want an expert on this and you're going to bring it to me? Because I got some stuff, but it's not really just a first thought kind I of I wouldn't thing. call myself an expert. But, like, our, the topic comes up. I guess maybe we should start here. Genesis chapter 1, mm-hmm. God's creating. He's in this process mm-hmm. of creation, and he goes through these uh, six days. And then the scripture says... Um, that God turned and said, let us make man in our image. Uh, and then, uh, it says in, in his image, he created, um, he created them male and female. He, I said, how did he say it? Got a, I guess got I should have had a Bible right yeah. here. Huh? Mm-hmm. Open. Um, do you want me to, do you want me to, uh, read it to you or you already got it over there? Genesis yeah. 1, 26 Seven. and 27. Yeah. Now God said, let us make human in our, humans in our image, in our likeness. 
Let them roll the roll the flesh, the flesh, the fish okay. in the sea, the birds in the sky, and and the dominant animals over all the earth. Good deal. Uh, twenty-seven. Sorry. So God created humans in His image, in the image of God He created them. He created them male and female. Oh, female. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Good deal, man. So it's been a not really a debate but it's just been a talking point many years as to what does this mean what does it actually mean to be created in the image of god i think you had one interesting concept oh the god god has a belly button (laughs) (laughs) i first told josh about about this talking about this thinking about this and he said cody it's no question it means god has a belly button which is exactly what I would have expected from my good pal Josh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's actually a lot of, of different layers as to what does this mean. And um, there's, a, there's a couple of questions, I think, to ask that are important. Is, is number one, you know, what could this mean? I think, I think in a lot of ways it'll, it'll be somewhat speculative, but from the Scripture there is one thing we can point out as to uh, what it means. But then also, why is it important? Which is also another good question to add, and it'll bring about, if we think about it and, and explore it, it'll bring about, I think, some pretty positive and, and powerful truth about this. Um, you know, I don't I actually. Enlighten about, me. I want you to think about this before we get into it. And, I want, answer, and see if you know the answer to it, because I don't have the answer, and I'm just going to throw it out there. Right here in the beginning, when he's like, let's make the image of us, clearly in John 1 1. God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit was always together, always being together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, it's plural. He says, us. Yeah. Uh, God, him, the Father, you know, technically don't have a form. Mm, right. What about Jesus? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. So what you're saying is he's definitely talking to somebody, mm-hmm. which I think we talked about this on our, our Trinity episode. That we, di- we discredited. But then we did another one, did we not? No, we never redid it. Oh, okay. Well, the, you can't find that. That's gone. Yeah, praise but, God, because we butchered that. So well, that was our first time, so, yeah. you know. Um, But, yeah, man, that's that's. I, I have heard one guy, one doctor, who mm-hmm. seemed infatuated with angels. Uh, yeah. seemed to suggest that this he was talking to the angels. He was like, hey, let us go make man in our image. But that's not universally accepted at all as an idea. And, like, even in this text, Genesis 1-1, you have, uh, you know, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then in Genesis uh, one in the very next verse, verse 2, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So you already have the Spirit introduced here. And like you said, John takes us all the way back to the beginning, introduces mm-hmm. Christ. And then also the the word God that's being used here is Elohim. It's the plural form. And so yeah, yeah. I think definitely, you know, you are looking at a, at a Trinitarian situation as far as that goes. But like you said, you brought up another point like, you know, Jesus makes it clear that that um, God is spirit, if I'm not mistaken, in the New Testament. I mean, he, you know, he's, he, he has no form, right? And so... Um, Which is hard for us to comprehend. Yeah, but it's absolutely again, impossible. welcome to God. 
Yeah, but I mean, clearly Jesus, considering that he always looks just like he did on earth, I mean, there wasn't like, you know, something about him that made him like a, a, an alien or something, right? Yeah. I mean, he looked like we do in essence. and, and That's why I say, I mean, because you got to think, you got God, Father, God, Son, God, they're, they're all God, three in one. Yeah. So we can literally say God has a belly button because Jesus was in human form. Okay, so we went all the way around. Yeah, yeah. To get back to make the argument that God has a belly button. It's the truth. I mean, he, Jesus is God. What? I don't have time for this. I'm out of here. It's <laughs> <This is> ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <sighs> All right, Josh. Well, enlighten me, man. What, in your opinion, man? What's uh, what's the image of God in mankind? Uh, the image of God. I mean, you can look at it uh, different ways. For one. He said, "Let us make the let us make them in our image and likeness. Mm-hmm. Image and likeness are two different things, I believe." Yeah. Uh, also, when it says image, I mean you got to think about it. That if if God's a spirit, then then He created us. Or is He saying that we look like Him? Right. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, obviously Jesus does because you know He came in human form. Uh, but the question is, did what did it look like then? You know, right. that's that's what rests my head. But I want to get into the uh, to the image of God, and, and to, I want to get to this. I want you to think, and I want to read this. Uh, this is a uh, commentary of uh, David uh, Guzik. You ever heard of him? Nope. Okay. Well, now you have. Congratulations. So. Um, but I want you to think about it. God created us. He said He created us in our like in His, us in His image and likeness. Mm-hmm. Out of everything that is created, according to the Bible, everything that was created by Him, which is every living thing, every animal, insect, uh, plants, trees, whatever you know, whatever. We are the only creation. That is made in his image and likeness. Including. Angels. And never says in the Bible. Of angels are in his likeness. Mm. Or image. Right. So I want to read this. And tell me what you think about this. Which I, I, I was like oh this, that is really good. To me it, it spoke to me. And this is what it says. It says and it's talking about uh, the image of God. It says. This means there is also a unbridgeable gap Mm -hmm. between human life and angelic life nowhere are we told the angels are made in the image of god angels cannot have the same kind of relationship of love and fellowship with god we can have yeah that's something right there yeah that that is something and that brings up kind of an interesting point i hadn't even considered i mean as far as as far as looks go you know literally like what you can see visually, you know, um, uh, my whole thought just blew right out of my brain. Yeah. Um, but the angels, Isaiah six, the cherubim, the seraphim, I mean, they obviously, they look very much different than us. I mean, wings everywhere covering the face, you know, covering their, their feet, I think. We'd probably freak out if we literally saw them. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, you bring up a distinction there, but like, like what, what this gentleman 
points out is is something that's pointed out to me, in my opinion, in Hebrews, I think it's chapter 2, mm-hmm. but it says that, you know, the angels actually have something to be envied of us, mm-hmm. that the Christ went to the cross to save us. He made himself lower than the angels out of such an abundance of love for us that it's something literally the angels, you know, have to be jealous of. In a sense, that mm-hmm. passionate love. Yeah, for sure, and and you know, uh, which I really like David Gustick. I'll, I'll read a lot of his his commentaries, and um, and sounds like a brilliant guy. Yeah, but you know, he also I was reading, but man, you know, which I'm sure I don't, I don't. Well, yeah, they, I guess they have to. But anyways. Here's the, here's the thing about, about us that are in his likeness and image, I guess you could say. Uh, men alone has such a uh, variety of facial expressions. We can make any facial expressions we want. Mm. Uh, other, what uh, creation can't, we can. Yeah. Uh, we also have a sense of shame. Uh, expressing in ourselves as like our our blush, mm-hmm. you know, be uh, embarrassed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are the only ones that can speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can go and talk to my dog. Okay, I don't have a dog. I can go and talk to my cats. <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna talk back. Right. Uh, it says that we also alone have uh, a personality, a morality, and spiritual spirituality. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we are definitely made spiritually, because that's, when we leave this earth, our body is not what's going to be going there. Yeah. I say, because if you think about it, this body that we live in right now, that's what's mortal. Mm. Our spirit is immortal. That, And we're going to, we're going to, like a... We're getting to what I was talking about. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. But anyway, that's what I think about the image and likeness of God is is he made us that we have an, uh, what you call it, unbreakable, un- unbreakable uh, unbreakable love in and stuff, unbreakable love, feelings mm. towards what did Apostle Paul say? Uh, there's no, nothing can keep us from the love of God, nor yeah. life, nor death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nor anything. No rulers, principalities, powers, nothing could ever separate no, us from the love, from love of God. God. Yeah. That's very true, and I think this has a lot to do with it. Cause and I mean, another thing I think you point out there is like, unlike the animals who operate on instinct mm-hmm. you know we we don't we operate to some extent on emotion we're driven by emotions mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah. and like just as god expresses love at times we, we we too have that capacity to express real emotional love and act accordingly unlike the animals who i'm hungry i kill i eat you know mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i mean it's just a, a process is that what you're kind of getting at yeah, it's just, it's just like there's a connection that we have with God mm. that no other being or or uh, 
supernatural angels mm-hmm. we that don't have uh, i think that i think that speaks a lot of how important that we are to god right because we're the uh but you got you got to think when christ came down here in human form where he actually where we actually do look like god or jesus uh he he came and died for us mm-hmm. okay for his children he didn't go back to heaven to be crucified. Right. He only did it for us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that just tells us how much he loves us. I think right. my daughter's choking. You good? One thing that, Sophie, you good? Okay. One thing that interests me is you started out talking about more about the physical features, the, the looks, you know, but then you started moving more to the inward the emotional the image is tough man because i don't know how do you i mean if you want to go to the image you can look at jesus mm-hmm. but if you go when when it says in uh, revelations maybe mm-hmm. I, re- I can't recall but it says when we're in heaven that we don't need the sun we don't need the moon we don't need the stars because uh he is the light. He is the light, which is talking about God. Mm-hmm. So how do you compare <laughs> to image and looking like that? Right. Right. Well, what I was going to say is you, you moved away from the the physical into sort of the, the emotional. And, it's you hard know. To, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to say to it. Well, you, you went from something that you can physically see to, to more abstract things that we can infer rather than see. And that's actually common among scholarly thought uh, is is to not really look at this as a physical image, so to speak. But a lot of scholarly thought does not think about the characteristics of the emotion like love and, and righteous anger and everything else that God displays. And we're also allowed to display, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, mm-hmm. at, at times. And we do. And um, But a lot of what the... The thought process uh, has to do with as far as what the the image and the likeness uh, of God being made in his image, what that means is um, this guy right here, John, Dr. John J. Davis, he actually says, just like you said, uh, it points to spiritual qualities shared by both God and man. It is this image and likeness that completely distinguishes man from the animals. Now he goes on to clarify this he says that man alone has the capacity for self-consciousness which means we're aware that we're alive yeah you know speech like you said yeah and moral discernment like we have moral it makes discernment make uh, just have a whole lot other meaning we have a the opportunity or the capacity that animals do not have to make decisions based on morals like we view something through a moral lens and then we determine how to both see it and how to act about it and how to feel about it, all based on emotion and morality as subjected by the scripture. Now, other, other thought leaders in the faith um, had similar ideas, every one of them being, uh, every one of them having to do with our our 
the abstractness of our our beings rather Mm -hmm. than the physical uh for instance uh martin luther the great reformer uh he actually thought well he thought that this meant um he thought that that the image of god referred to something um that we had before the fall you see what i'm saying um that rule This is cracking me up right now. <laughs> no idea what's happening right now. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, but he he referred to um he referred to the image of God as being something that we had before the fall and something that we actually lost. Uh and, and something that had to be redeemed in Christ, something we didn't get back. I've I've I've, I've read this something about that. Um I was, I was looking up this stuff and it's like, did we lose our image and likeness after mm-hmm. the fall? So mm-hmm. so what do you, what is what is he saying? Well, he's saying that it was something that we had before uh the fall. John Calvin actually held a similar view uh to this. He said that the sure. the image is akin to a human nature uh, that we had like a righteousness which was lost and ultimately restored in Jesus Christ. Um Matthew Henry uh said that it is the soul of the man uh, who that especially bears God's image. Man was made upright. Uh, his understanding saw divine things clearly and truly. There were no errors or mistakes in his knowledge. Dude, what? That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, our spirit is what is his image because he's a spirit. Yeah. So when he says he'd make us in our likeness, when he when he breathed our life in into this body, because you know there's you know like I like I like to say that we wouldn't uh, time only exists so that we can exist, this human body can exist, right? Because eventually time is going to run out on this body. Mm-hmm. This body only can last for so long, but our spirit man can. Mm-hmm. So maybe. That's what he means by we're gonna make him in our like our our image mm-hmm. and likeness. Yes, I mean, I mean, God is righteousness. I mean, is in itself. So I it, I could see that. I could see that mm-hmm. that makes sense sense to some extent. Um, Do you have anything on the actual appearance? Nothing. Nothing. Uh. Uh-uh. The the only other thing I, I figured have, you would because. It's, Reason I say that is because Cody, like I said, he's in school right now, and that's why he's getting some of these cool topics is from uh, his schooling. So I was wondering if you have any of your teachers or anything talk about the actual appearance. No, they all pretty much overwhelmingly um, reject the idea of it being some type of physical appearance, which, uh, which makes my mind go oh, like I, I don't know how I don't know what the how to react or think about that because who can come up with our body mm-hmm. and all the stuff that we need to survive, to live? Yeah. Who can do that? Cause I mean, uh, it, it, it just makes my mind go like, Oh, this, this great supernatural being or really not a being or whatever you want mm-hmm. to call God just says, Hey, I want to create me some children. Right. And but this is how I'm gonna do it. I mean, how our minds cannot comprehend that. I know, I know. We cannot be able to because the only way we create life is through 
you know, sex if you just want to get real with it. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I mean. I think Psalm 139 would suggest that even that is, you know, God is largely involved in that. Yeah, but, too. yeah, obviously. But, Creation but, in the womb. But the thing is, I don't know, it just make, it kind of makes me speechless. Like, how does he, how does he do it? This, this is where I think some of the best of it ties back in together. Um, they all seem to agree that our ability to reason, which means to think through things, again, unlike Sometimes our, I don't do that I know. with anger. Um, our ability to reason, communicate, and just literally be self-aware, just not robotic, you know, just following the food chain and, and whatever we've observed from the animal kingdom. You know, we're self-aware and we can reason and act accordingly uh, everybody pretty much agrees that that is indicative of the the image of god mm-hmm. in mankind but then uh, another one of my professors actually he agreed with all that but then he taking from the scripture he added another idea into this which literally takes what god said and notice in verse 26 then god said let us make man in our image and after our likeness now notice immediately what god does if he says that he says and let them have dominion over the fish in the sea and the birds in the heavens and all the livestock. Mm-hmm. So Brian Scalise of Liberty University says, look, it, it seems clear that not only is it our ability to reason, communicate, and what have you, but it seems clear that God's intention of our image in mankind is to governmentally subrule God's creation on his behalf. And I thought that was kind of mind-blowing too. Well, yeah, I mean... Uh, Nothing else can rule and reign. Well, John talks about that uh, while he's talking about taming a tongue. Yeah. He goes, like, uh, we can tame birds. James, wasn't it? James, yeah, what I say? John. John, yeah. Yeah, it's James, my bad. Uh, he's like, we, he goes, uh, talks about taming a tongue. He's like, we can tame uh, birds, uh, animals. He even goes to so far we can tame, somehow tame creatures of the seas, what he says. Mm-hmm. He goes, but we cannot tame our tongue. So that right there tells you that we are over. Every we are top of the food chain basically right now. Yeah. Even though uh, some people's like, well, a lion could kill you. Well, tell that to David and Samson. Right. Uh, kind of running somewhat out of time. So the the first question, you know, that I think we've we've danced around and and ultimately concluded, Josh, that. There can be a lot of different ways to view this, and much of it is speculative, even though it's based on scriptures and and scholarly thought, you know. But basically, you know, what is the image of God? Well, it, it could mean a lot of things, you know, yeah. both physical and spiritual, and just abstract, you know, things we notice in ourselves, like reason, speech, uh, moral discernment, blah blah blah. But but again, next question: yeah. Why is this important? And I got my answer from one of the most unique places I told you about it. I yeah. was listening to a, a conversation between Ben Shapiro. Um, he's a, a lawyer, uh, editor-in-chief of the Daily Wire. Not a Christian, by the way. Orthodox Jew. Yeah, so he only ascribes to the, the Old Testament. Um, and also uh, Jordan Peterson, who is a Canadian philosopher and Christian. And they were, they were kind of talking about this, and they brought out a couple of interesting points. Uh, number one, nobody would make that up. Nobody would make up that we were made in the image of God. You see that? Like, we make mistakes all the time. God does not. 
Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Uh, we're flawed. We we screw up, which of course we uh, we, you know, we know that we know why that is. It's because of our, our the fall and our inherent sin. You know, our uh, what's it called original sin nature that's just in us. This curse has has rendered us that way. But you know, at the time, whenever we suspect Moses was the one who wrote this, I mean, it was like. They had the golden calf incident going on while Moses was on the 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 mountain with God, getting the Ten Commandments. I mean, they're down there like fashioning a god because Moses has been gone too long. And then the Bible says they erupt into an orgy. That's mankind. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. But I mean, that's mm. humanity. Yeah. So who and then Moses in the got world and broke? He had to go back up there. Who in the world would just say that? Yeah. Yeah. But now, even more than that. Well, not only that, you got to think about all the weird stuff that happened with uh, Homeboy and his kids. and uh, Abraham and his old line? Is that where you're getting at? Hmm? I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, well, we'll just move on. Okay. <laughs> we'll do a podcast on that topic next yeah. time. Um, but also, um, another thing that, that they pointed out, man, that, that blew my mind is... The image of God in other false religions is not ascribed to mankind. It's it's ascribed to kings and royalty. Only the royalty, only the king is, you know, built by God and placed by God, blah, blah, blah. Only this one lineage, you know, could ever be, um, you know, made in the image of God or, or representative of God or blah, blah, blah. But it's so daring that the Bible would say we're all made in the image of God. And not only that, Josh, it's not daring so much as it is ascribing value. I mean, how valuable is it to know you're made in the image of God, that he himself, with you in mind, you know, looked at whoever he looked at and said, hey, we're about to make this person in our own image. I mean, last I checked, to be God is to be ascribed glory from every part of your creation. It is the the highest, you know, rank in anything, you know? And to be to be known as being made in the image of God in itself is incredibly valuable and wonderful to know. Right? I concur, yes. Any final thoughts? Well, I mean, it, it just it, it does prove how valuable and how important that we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of is the argument was like, hey, we're not worthy of God. Right. But yet he thinks we're worthy enough. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the thing. To, we know we always close out with the presentation of the gospel. Here's the thing to know, okay? Um, not only is there inha- inherent worth, which is so crucial um, in knowing that we're made in God's image, which which makes us worthy. It makes us valuable. Whether you like it or not, you're made in the image of God, and that that ascribes you a certain value. If, if nothing else, it ascribes you the value of knowing that you're made in the image of the Creator, right? And so um, not only that, though, I mean, he confirmed how valuable we as sinful, trash human beings are to him 
whenever he sent his son Jesus to the cross. Mm -hmm. And so if it wasn't enough for him to tell you that you're made in his image and to have a formulated plan and plot to make you in his image and then form you fearfully and wonderfully made in your mother's womb, he also sent his son Jesus to die for you, even though as creation we literally spit in his face, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that is beautiful. Uh, And that is the the. If you didn't hear anything else, that's what I want you to hear. You're made in the image of God. You're made by his hands. You're made by his plan. And you were bought, considering you've accepted Christ as your Savior. You have been bought with a price. And that price was blood of the Son of God. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's close out in prayer. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, God, we come before you again today. God, thankful. Uh, Lord, that we know that we are made in in your image, that we're made according to your plan. Uh, God, we know that we have been made, God, carefully, God, and and both both carefully and absolutely wonderfully by Psalm 139, Lord. And God, we also know that we have been purchased by the blood of the Lamb who entered once and for all, God, into the most holy place and and gave us by his blood salvation. Uh, God, thank you for that truth. Uh, God, help us to remember that. Help us, uh, Lord, to remember that in times of trouble, God, and to be encouraged by that because, uh, God, there really is no greater truth in all of creation uh, than to know that we are both known, made, purchased, and deeply adored by you. Father, I pray if there's somebody listening, uh, Lord, who does not know you, that they would come to a saving relationship by completely putting their trust in Jesus Christ. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Peace out. You're out.